Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyren. I mean, you're looking over these statues in greater detail. and There's only a handful to narrow down from because you know who the others are. You know who some of the others are. I don't even need my reliable talent because it's a 16 on the die. It makes it 27. The one that Iolana is near definitely appears to be dressed in the finest of clothes and has the most fanciful crown. There might be a tiara or like a circlet on some of the others, but this one seems to have some purpose behind it. Oh, and then not knowing that Iolana is standing there because she's invisible. Visible. Um, yeah. Vale's going to walk over and push that sucker over. Just a second, Vale. Just a second, Vale. Because if you do that, that means we're, well, first of all, we're definitely starting things, but also we need to see if Darwin got spotted. First, Sam and Carolina move quietly behind a pair of large armchairs, sniffins, and scratch at their sides ready to get together to, you know, in case things really pop off here. Over there on the bedroom side of the room, you can hear the king and his attendant and personal guard going over the final preparations as you all take your places. And let's see if this guard notices anybody. They hear Darwin's footsteps as he's getting into position behind this curtain. And you see this pale-haired giant Stand up straight. What was that? The attendant turns to them and says, Elbrus, check it out. We can't have any interruptions right now. They turn and they start heading over towards the study. I don't know if that changes your plan, Vale. If you still want to knock somebody over, you certainly can. But they are like slowly coming over, kind of eyeing the situation. Um, Now that we don't need to lure them in we can wait until they're in attack position okay okay is the plan to attack here well i don't feel like we're gonna be able to well does anybody else disagree with the plan to attack no no okay okay be ready to stop them from leaving if there's like a back exit out of this room oh does that make sense didn't we just come in the back exit you just came in through the bathroom Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so then, where do we see where the front exit to the room would be? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pretty sure we came in the back. 
<laughs> you came in through an entrance. Sure. Behind you all, there is a door that exits the study. You can't fully see around to everything over there on the bedroom side, but there definitely could be another door over there somewhere. Okay. It is a very big palace and, you know, people don't always want to go the long way around. I get that. Whether or not a king has a secret or side exit, who knows? Cool. Then, yeah. Okay. I would be waiting for them to get, you know, far enough into the room that my allies could attack them quickly before launching their attack to start this. All right. <laughs> Just trying to think how we're going to do this here. I can ask this out of character. Is Vale or Iolana going to attack first? Oh, Vale, for sure. Okay. For sure, Zs. I assumed as much, but one of you is invisible. So I just wanted to make sure. Okay. 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 Mm. All right. First and foremost, let's everybody roll initiative. Because once this starts, I just want to keep going through it. I don't want to pause for initiative break because things will probably get hairy. Sorry, I just need to find a name. There we go. It's very easy for me to remember the guard's name because they have a cool name. The attendant, though, has like the most white bread name ever. Noise. His name is Richard Landon. Like, pretty fucking insurance salesman y. Right? Mm hmm. Okay. Let me, let me roll for my NPCs and then we'll get some numbers here. Ooh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I'm going to need Sam and Carolina as well. Oh, they are not as fast. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Arnis. Uh, 19. Hmm. Respectable. Darvin. 15. Bad, not bad. Vale. Nine. Well, it's a good thing you're kicking off the fight then. Iolana. Oh, 23. Ooh. A crit on initiative. Very fancy. And then Carolina is 12. Sam is also a 19. He's quick. But I mean, if you guys are starting a fight, the first thing they're probably going to have to do is Tamani form up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I hope you guys have your dice hot because uh, this could get dangerous. Could it get dicey? I'm going to punch you in your face. Boo. <laughs> Boo this man. All right. Okay. So from your hiding positions, you can see Elbrus make their way over. They're certainly tall, like a giant, physically imposing, perhaps compared to you, but definitely not, definitely not like the muscular powerhouse that you've seen in other giants. Certainly not like the fire giant in the bathroom. But as Elbrus makes their way closer, you can see those tendrils of water move with them. Darwin, you definitely see one like come in through the window 
and pass in between the curtains right behind you, like just over your head, as Elbrus is bringing some water along with them. And they begin to enter into the study, and Vale, they are going to pass right by you as they're on the lookout for Darwin, who's the mm. noisy one. Well, then as they pass by me, I'm just going to try and stab him with the hidden blade. Okay. Go ahead and roll for it, Vale. You have advantage because you're hidden, and probably for other assassin reasons. Yes. Um, for assassinate reasons, will this count as a surprise? It's a good or question. Are they surprised, I guess, is the question. Um, I wish the rules for surprise were better. Yeah. Because it's like very important for really this like one ability. Well, a surprise general, round yeah. is also like very valuable. Right. A surprise round is way better than like surprise as a condition. Because it's essentially what they've turned it into. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read surprise in the book because something has piqued their interest. They're coming over here with a reason, but let's see. Uh, DM determines might be surprised if neither side tries to be stealthy. They automatically know the other. Otherwise, DM compares stealth checks of anyone hiding to the passive perception scores of each creature on the opposing side. Hmm. Any character or monster that doesn't notice a threat is surprised at the start of the encounter. If you're surprised, you can't move or take action on your first turn of the combat, and you can't take a reaction until that turn ends. A member of a group can be surprised, even if the other members aren't. Yeah, it's just like the way it's worded is very like difficult to get, because it seems like if Darwin failed and they noticed them, then this person's not surprised, mm-hmm. even though they haven't noticed anybody else. Hmm. I think if we're going by the rules, they're not surprised. They've heard a noise over here. They've been sent over to investigate it. Okay. Sorry, Vale. I mean, Vale's backup plan was to knock over a statue. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, we're going to have to lure them in the room. Which definitely would not have been a surprise. But from stealth, yes, absolutely. All right. Here we go. All right, let's let's kick off this combat. Let's... Oh, shit. I forgot to put the poison in my hidden blade. When did you get I that? I never did that. I got it way back before we even started this whole thing, like when we were in the guild house, but I never said that I was loading it. Oh, oh, the guild house here in Vermilion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have loaded it there. You spent the night there. Okay. I just didn't want to like retcon it without no, saying no, no, that. No. Okay. That may, it's something that you have and you've had for almost a day. Like There have been times to load it. It doesn't take a day to load. If you want that in there and you want to use that now, by all means. Yeah, that's in there. And I'm going to use the, the oil of Taggett on this guy. Because if it hits, it's going to knock him unconscious. I need okay. to look up this so, oil again. <laughs> let's first roll the attack because it's important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and roll that die. Okay, they do get a saving throw. Cool. Yeah. That's what I was worried about, because I'm like, the <laughs> odds of you not hitting, probably pretty low. <laughs> okay. So, okay, um, Vale, what's that hit? It's a 22. Yes, that'll hit. Okay. And then I've got the oil of tag. It is a DC 13 save. I don't know. Mm-hmm. On my notes, it doesn't have what uh, what the save is 
against. Oh, I have that. Yeah, I figured you would. Okay, now let's take care of the damage first, and then we'll get to the poison. Three fucking ones. Mm. 21 damage. Okay, that could have been... That could have been a lot worse. 21. All right. And then we need to resolve whether or not they fall unconscious. So I have here, this oil of Taggett is... A creature subjected to the poison must succeed on a DC 13 constitution saving throw or become poisoned for 24 hours. The poison creature is unconscious and they wake up if they take any damage. This is where we need Scott to crit. So I got to find a lucky die here. Oh gosh. I'm going to go with the theme. I know which kind of giant they are. So they're a storm giant. They're just a little on the small side is all. See if they have any extra bonuses to this saving throw beyond just their bonus. Um, oh, they do have a small one. They are going to have to roll extremely poorly for this not to work. I'm sorry. They're going to have to roll extremely poorly in order to fail this save. But it happens sometimes. <sighs> All right, Elbrus. My beautiful, beautiful storm giant. That was a 15 on the die. Damn it. I hate you. <laughs> Didn't even need a bonus on that one. Yeah, it was very <sighs> good, but it was worth a try. It definitely was, because if they had fallen unconscious, man, this whole thing would have gone way different. But instead, Vale, you stab Elbrus in the back. He growls in pain. He lets out a yelp, turns and sees you there, doesn't see Ilana there, and shouts out, We've got intruders in here. Richard, take care of the king. I'll take care of this one here. Yeah. So this is how things are right now. Vale, you stabbed Elbrus. He knows you're here. Ioana is still invisible. He has no idea. Arnis, Darwin, Sam Carolina, all hidden right now. The noise that Darwin made, that Elbrus heard, they are now definitely assuming that came from Vale. Vale has his soul focused attention. So I think at this point, we just go right into initiative order. They did not fall unconscious. It is fight time. Cue the fight music. What this unfortunately means, though, is that it is Elbrus's turn. They have a 20 on their initiative. But Yolanda had a 24. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. 23. Yes, you're right. Um, They're 23. Sorry, I've got their initiatives next to their names, yours next to your names, and it's just blended in with all the uh, all the 19s and well, all the teens. You are correct, Iwana. It's okay. sparkier than I intended. I had a feeling, even as I was saying it, I'm like, I'm missing something, aren't I? <laughs> so at this point, we're just going to go right into initiative order. Iolana with a 23. You'd be next to act. Right now, you are invisible, but you're also mm-hmm. right up next to Elbrus. What do you want to do? Gonna use my action to use one of my new psychic assault discipline abilities. Uh oh. And I'm gonna ego whip him for three points. Okay. Uh, as an action, choose one creature you can see within 60 feet of you. The target must make an int save. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 psychic damage and it is filled with self-doubt, leaving it able to use its action on its next turn only to take the dodge, disengage, or hide action. 
Oh, so you're you're hitting his ego. Yep. Not whipping out with your own. Oh my. Oh my. Okay. Intelligence saving throw. Uh, what's the DC? It is a 17. Okay. They are somewhat smart, but I don't know. We'll find out. <sighs> Bonus is plus. <laughs> All right. That's a 17 total. Damn it. Oh, no, wait. Ty goes to the attacker. That's me. Ha ha. No, Ty goes to the roller. If it's a save? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Ty goes to whoever is actively rolling, just like against uh, AC. So uh, half damage, though. Total damage is 16. Okay. We take eight. This is psychic damage, you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they don't have any other special resistance against that. That would be crazy if they did. Okay, is there anything else, Ilana? You're still invisible, so... Yeah, and that's a psychic assault, so no idea where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Can I move to a place where I can see the king and his assistant? Like, clearly keep an eyeball on them? How close do you want to be to them? It's like, I don't do want just... to get, like, all up on them. I just want to be able to watch and see if they're going to try and bolt. Oh, okay. I think you can do a little bit of maneuvering. You can have, cool. like, the fight off to your left, and you can see the king with Richard. The king and Richard landed. Cool. Over there by his bed. Not in his bed. You know, lying down doesn't bring a whole lot of comfort for him at this point. But yeah, they're over there. All right. Then that is exactly what I'm... Oh, wait. Bonus action. Give me one second. Uh, so for my bonus action, I'm going to use my Frozen Sanctuary and give myself a 20 temp HP as I sheathe myself in icy resistance. Okay. That's just the temp hit points, right? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. After Iolana, we have Elbrus, who is mad at the stabbing and even more furious at being hit in the brain. Even though they're able to fight against it, it still hurt. And right now they only see Vale. So Elbrus is going to raise his arms and those watery tendrils that have been crawling through the air into the room surge to life. And the one coming in through the window, Darvin, specifically over your head, mm-hmm. grows larger. Oh no. Probably about like four or five feet wide. And this watery tendril shoots over the room, right above where Vale is. And Vale, you look up, there's some water dripping down. Tastes a little salty. You look up. Actually, I think Darwin notices them first. Darwin coming in through this water. There's this giant lizard be passing right overhead of you, which technically would give you an attack of opportunity if you wanted to stop them here. On the giant lizard? Uh-huh. Sure, let's attack the giant lizard. <laughs> All right. You can certainly use your reaction to attack them. You'll have advantage since Elbrus doesn't know you're here. Uh, and this giant lizard is just swimming through the water as, as they do. Nice. Okay, so attacking with the leg sword, right? Okay. I rolled a 25. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. Give me some okay. damage. Hang on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, not great. Nine damage total. You are correct. Not great. Alrighty. I rolled some low dice there. 
Do I get a full attack or is it just that one? No, no, it's just the one. Gotcha. But I like the image of them like swimming overhead, coming in towards Vale, and you just lift your leg up and slice along their underside. This creature is certainly not a slave to Elbrus's whims. They may have come here because of Elbrus, but you just attack them. They're going to leap out of the water and just stop right next to you. This angry hissing, big mouth. When I say giant lizard, I do mean they're bigger than you. But Elbrus looks over and is like, "Mm, somebody else here too. And Elbrus is going to, since they brought in some assistance here, they're just going to try to backhand Vale. Just smack them across the face. Does a 15 hit? Nope. Okay. They take a swipe at you, pulling their punches a little bit because they see where they're at. And they realize like the middle of all of these, the middle of all these withered statues, maybe not the best place for a fight. But yeah, this giant lizard lands down right in front of Darwin. And Darwin, they're going to attack you now. First up is going to be a bite. There's going to be a very big mouth coming your way. Does a 24 hit? Yes. Wow. Okay. This is where things get fun. Uh, Ooh, decent damage rolls too. That is 20 piercing damage. And you are grappled. They're holding you in their mouth. You can certainly try to escape on your turn. But first, they're going to use the second half of their attack action to try to swallow you. Yeah. That's right now. They've got like your upper half in their mouth, and they're just going to try to swing back and toss you down there into their gullet. Does a 21 hit, Darvin? Uh-huh. This fight started off very interesting. (laughs) Darwin, that's another Mm -hmm. 20 piercing damage. And good news, you're no longer grappled because now you are inside their belly. Well, you're inside their mouth, their throat. You are slowly being swallowed. While this is going on, you are blinded because you can't see through lizards and you are restrained. You do have total cover against attacks and other effects outside of the lizard, which is semi good news, but you will also be taking some acid damage at the start of each of the lizard's turns. I did not start this at full health. Wait, no. When did you get hurt? Oh, the fight, the fight in the cells. That's right. Uh huh. Oh, down. We should have healed. What? Oh, I oh. mean, I'm down like, I was down like eight. I was down to, well, that's true. I was only down 10. Yeah. But, I'm like, you wouldn't have been down that much. Yeah. But now I'm down. But he 50. just lost, he just lost 40. Yeah. Those were good oh, attack rolls. Fuck. And obviously, RNS, you can't see him to heal him. Nope. Well, I can't see Otherwise, anything. So, I'm behind a statue. Well, I, you could certainly see that happen to Darvin. That was not a secret. I would say, unless you're going to try to dive down into this lizard's mouth as well, I don't think you could touch Darvin either. <laughs> um, the lizard's not that big. I don't think they could eat two whole people without like digesting the first one. 
Darwin has a lot of attacks, though. If he starts attacking from inside, that is going to suck. Your attack rolls will have disadvantage from in there, though. And I'm taking acid damage. Don't escape. It'll just slowly eat away at your key points. Yeah, not that slowly. Well, you got to get down to zero first. What, what's your health at right now? 36. Okay, yeah, it'll take some time. So this lizard drops in, immediately bites, and swallows Darvin. Ugh. <laughs> Aranis, it's your turn. Well, so, I mean, I was instructed to save my big gun spell, but now I'm wondering if I should use it. Go for it. Yeah. So, I would like to cast Otto's Irresistible Dance God. on this dude. <laughs> and I am going to cross every finger that I have that... It fails. No, there is no failure oh. that it actually happens, because the last time the oh, dude yeah. used, like, some <sighs> legendary... Yeah, there's a legendary... Uh, bullshit. Resistance. To, like, no, it's not bullshit, but, like, it, it felt... I was like, ah! <laughs> oh, no, they were immune to being charmed. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... It failed last okay. time. But this isn't a thing that fails. It just happens because it's like a level six mm-hmm. spell. It sure is. Choose a creature you can see within range. They begin a comic dance in place, shuffling, tapping feet, and capering for the duration. Oh, I love the word capering so much. I know. It's so good, right? Uh, a dancing creature must use all its movement to dance without leaving its space and has disadvantage on deck saving throws and attack rolls while the target is affected by the spell. Other creatures have advantage on attack rolls against it. Well, that sucks. As an action, a dancing creature makes a wisdom saving throw to regain control of itself. Yep. Fucking as an action. Yep. Level right, six let, spell, baby. Let me take a look at their uh, ability. Let me see if they have any immunity to being charmed. That's the risk. Yeah, that's the risk. Um, that's that's the lizard. Uh, the lizard has no such immunity to being charmed. <laughs> they could dance while they digest Darwin. That seemed like a waste. <laughs> Let's see here. Do I have any condition immunities? Well, fuck. I do not. Yes. So that Elbrus. <laughs> gets Elbrus down. starts dancing comically. In place. Can I? And they hate you for it. They look over at you and they're just seething with rage and the watery tendrils that are slowly coming into the room just like pulse with anger. Can you what? Oh, I was going to start doing like a like. (laughs) Giant dance. (laughs) I was going to start kind of doing a middle finger dance in their direction, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to taunt them. I've done enough. Um, I think that's it. I think that's my turn. So if you're going to attack this thing, which I guess I'm really just talking to Chris, although Scott too, because of, um, uh, yeah, Sam and Carolina, Sam and or... Carolina. um, the, they don't get a save if you attack them. Right. They, they have, have to, to take use an action, their action to save. To save. So just so you know, it's not like fairy fire or something where they get mm-hmm. they get a save if you attack them. It like you yeah, just no, have you. advantage on them. <laughs> uh, so. What is the save when they do try to make it? What's oh, I believe it's oh the DC. Yeah, is, it's your spell save. It's seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Oh yeah, and you have the spell. 
Wisdom. Yeah, yeah. I figured it was wisdom because, you know, bardy stuff. But I figure even if we get one round out of this, that's helpful. Okay. Well, unfortunately, it's not Elbrus's turn, so they can't try to save right now. Are you no, doing anything else, Arnis? Uh, no, that's that's okay. really it. I think I've done enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think you've done enough, too. Yep. It, is it worked Sam's... this time, guys. It did. Oh, it really did. It is Sam's turn now, and seeing Darwin get swallowed, that's where his attention's at. He's going to turn to Sniffins. The two of them are going to Tamani form up, and he's going to leap onto the back of this giant lizard. And at first, he's just like trying to reach an arm down inside its mouth to see if he can like grab a hold of a Darwin ankle or a hand, uh, but he's just coming up. Just all sticky, all all lizard saliva. And he will certainly attempt next round to do something, but for now he's just riding a lizard like a cowboy. Yeehaw! So if you if anybody knows how to make art of Dogman riding giant lizard, <laughs> go for it. Uh-huh. After Sam, it's Darwin. Hey, Darwin. Hey. You're being swallowed. Um. You you are restrained, so if you want to attack, you'll have disadvantage. Oh, yeah. But that's... Unless you've got anything else that you want to do. Can I try and escape somehow, or is it not? Unfortunately, easy? no. Once you're, once you're at the swallowed point, you're no longer being grappled. You're just inside. I see. Well, then I might as well attack, because I got no options, right? Um, unless you had an ability that lets you like do something else. Um, okay. Not for I would this. Say, I would say if you wanted to try to get out just on your own, I think that would be an athletics with disadvantage just because you're inside and like you can, you're restrained. So your movement is already like heavily restricted. So I'm probably better off just like making as many attacks as I can and hoping one of them lands. That's you probably can make four of them. <laughs> right? So hopefully one of them will land. You could kill yeah. it from the inside. Okay. I really so, love that gun. Attacking mm-hmm. with <laughs> yeah. disadvantage, right? Disadvantage, indeed. Okay. You're wiggling that leg sort of round. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, first I rolled 217, so that's 25. Th- yeah, that hits. Nice. Just, like, jab your leg sword into, it, into its insides. Roll your damage. That will deal 11 damage. Uh, okay. Second attack with the leg sword. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Man, that time I rolled a pair of threes. Ooh. What does that come to? The uh, 12 total. Okay. Yeah. Your, your attack bonus is not so great. Well, it's good, but it's not enough to get there. Not that uh, good. <laughs> nah. Then I will spend a key point to make two punches. Okay. Darwin with his little short punches. <laughs> Right. Trying to punch your way out of a coffin. First punch. That's also a 12. Wow. It's not going to hit. Okay. Last punch is a 18. That'll hit. Nice. For seven damage. Okay. You get a good cut and a good punch in from the inside and just like 
spurts of bodily fluid, like blood, bile, just like out onto you as you're punching it, cutting into into this lizard. <laughs> uh, let's see. After Darwin, ah, after Darwin, it's Richard Landon. Richard Landon takes a few steps away from the king real fast to peek over into what's happening in the study. Things look not great. Elbrus is dancing. And <laughs> that's not, yes, they've brought in a lizard, but dancing, no bueno. They turn over to the king. Your majesty, I don't want to alarm you, but we may not be safe here. Uh, we should make sure we have what we need if we need to get out of here. And he's just like, Richard starts grabbing things off of desk, off of a shelf, putting those into pockets, throwing a bag over his shoulder. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's preparing. Up next is Carolina. Um, does Carolina want to help Darwin or attack this giant? Mm-hmm. I think giant. I think Carolina's going to go ahead and trust that Sam has this under control. She reaches out to Scratch. Scratch climbs up her arm, and just as she gets around Carolina's shoulders, they into her Tamani form, and she rushes off to the side in between some of the withered statues to come up to Elbrus from behind. She's basically, ooh, ooh, even better. She's going to climb up one of these statues, perch on top, and get ready to pounce on her next turn. Yeah, because cats. Veil. At the bottom of the order. Vale is going to pop the shadow arm and strike with it. Are you attacking Elbrus? Uh, yes. Okay, go ahead. You have advantage because of the dance. Not rolling well tonight at all, y'all. Um, that's a 19. That's going to hit, like barely, but that's going to hit. Thank the maker. So let me just double check. It's on the blade, because I can never remember if it's one or two D8s for it. One, two six, D8s, two. Psychic damage. 36. Oof. Ouchies. You stab into Elbrus with your shadow blade. That one really hurt. Anything else you'd like to do, Vale? That's my action, my bonus action. That's it. Uh-huh. Back at the top of the round, Ilana, what would you like to do? Uh, does Ilana see the flute anywhere? No. Like from where you're at now, like it would have to just be like out in the open for you to see it right okay. now. Um, and if it's in this room, it is not out in the open. Okay. Well, let's see. That is Ioana's primary focus right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's do this. 20 foot cube. I can get both the king and his servant in that. Yeah. Okay. I need them, them to each make an int save as I use my psychic crush. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this like an attack or is this a control yeah. thing? It's an attack. It's a 20 foot cube. Each creature in the area must make an int save on a failed save. They'll take 8d8 psychic damage and are stunned. Okay. Uh, and what's the DC? 17. Well, how long does that stun last? Until the end of my next turn. All right. There it is. Just wanted to look up stunned. Incapacitated. Can't move. Speak only falteringly. Automatically fails strength and deck saving throws. Attack rolls against have advantage. Okay. Well, 
You cast your psychic crush. Richard saves. The king does not. So go ahead and roll your damage and stun a king. On a successful sage, the other target will still take half. Okay. 36 damage. 36 total. Okay. Is there anything else, Ilana? Mm, no, I think... Uh, wait, no. Break that. I'll bonus action to pop my sideblades just so I've got them. Mm. Yeah. It's a smart idea. Okay. Up next is Elbrus, who is dancing away. Must use all of its movement to dance without leaving its space. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Get down, buddy. <laughs> Let's see some sweet, sweet Saturday Night Fever moves, bud. <laughs> are they going to make the wisdom saving throw and not attack? Or are they going to keep dancing and put their life on the line for the king? It's what they were hired to do. They hear a cry of pain come from Richard as they get psychically attacked. And they realize that the king could be in danger here. So they are going to forego saving against this spell. Uh, as much as that terrifies me, but they are going to extend in another, uh, another segment of the ocean branch to bring in reinforcements. But what, which one's it going to be? They need something. Mm. I know. I know. As they're dancing this irresistible dance, they're going to use some of their arm movements to pull in and enlarge a new tendril of the branch right in through the balcony. And as it grows larger, the water is rushing through and out pops a pair of skull crabs. My old favorite. I have, so, I have too many favorites, but skull crabs I'm particularly happy with. One of them is wearing a shark skull. The other one is wearing like a big whale skull. They land on the ground in between the king's room and this room. Probably actually pretty close to Ihalana, but they don't see her. And then Elbrus is going to once again try to backhand Vale with disadvantage because they're dancing. Have I said I hate Arnis before? Arnis is a jerk. Um, that's going to miss. That's going to miss. Thank you, disadvantage. There's a backhand, but just before they're able to hit, like that arm shoots up into a dance pose, and they're super mad and frustrated right now. They shout out to Richard, like, things aren't getting better here. You need to move. And then it's Skullcrab time. The pair of them are going to march right past Ilana. So Ilana, if you wanted to take an attack of opportunity against one of them, you certainly could. Go ahead and gonna do that since I've got my blades out and I can. Yeah, you sure do. Seventeen on the die. That's gonna hit. Leo. Oh, and I haven't attacked with those yet, so I get that bonus D eight. Oh man, one of these might just drop dead. <laughs> so it's gonna be two D eight plus twelve. Okay. I rolled max and min. Sorry, I keep expecting, like, Veil sneak attack damage and realizing that's not Iolana. You stab into one of them, it shrieks, and it turns, and it's doing that crab, like, like scoping out the area. I think they're just going to try to see if they can hear where you're at right now. If they can spot somebody to attack. Uh, no, no, they don't. <laughs> 
but the other one is going to continue on to Vale, and Vale, you're going to get attacked by a crab. Something we haven't done in a while. They have multi-attack. Awesome. Let's get a couple crab attacks. Uh, so the first one, that's an 11 to hit. It's not going to hit. Uh, and the second one, ooh, 16. Uh, 16 will fail. Ah, what's your AC now? 17. <sighs> one short. So two big crab claws, and they both miss. Darvin. Yes. You're getting eroded. I am. You're going to take another 12 points of acid damage. Okay. It's not a whole lot, but it'll certainly build up over time. That's the three of them. It's Elbrus, which means it is now Aranus's turn. Trying to decide, should I attack him or should I do something with the other two? I should attack him. Who's him? Elbrus. Okay. Darvin's still inside the thing? Yes, he's still inside the lizard. I would help. Sam is currently riding that lizard. You want me to help Darvin? Yeah, we need Darvin out of that. Okay. You want me to just like straight up firebolt the lizard? Uh, Yeah, go for it. Good idea. I mean, I don't have a lot of like straight up attack spells. And so I think like, unless you want me to try to cast confusion on the lizard, (laughs) I think firebolt is probably the best way to go. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to attack the lizard. Okay. Go ahead and attack the lizard. Fire. (sighs) Ooh, that is a 25 to hit. Oh yeah. That hits. 2d 10s. You hit that lizard right on the side, right next to one of Sam's legs. Like singes a little bit and he looks, oh, all right. Oh, that could have been um, 15 damage. Okay, okay. Yeah, and that burns the lizard. There's this big scorch mark on its side. Hisses in pain and starts moving about trying to buck Sam off, dealing with the pain, but it's still live. Okay. Anything else, Arnis? Yes, a couple of things. Um, one, I would like, if I can, without incurring an opportunity attack from something else, I would like to move like closer to over there. What's what the do you reason, mean by over there? The, to to the lizard. The reason oh, the being, lizard. not that like I need to be within range of something, but as my bonus action, I would like to summon Sir Carl Luminous. Very smart. Very smart. (laughs) (laughs) If only Kenny could have seen that. I would have loved it. Um, He would have tried to steal my belt buckle, and I am not about that. (laughs) Oh, oh, Aranis. Never mind. Never mind. We chose not to go that route. Path's not taken and all that. Yeah, you can move back closer to the giant lizard if you want without incurring an attack. I imagined you a little bit more mid-range anyways, so yeah. Are you getting right next to the lizard? Uh, no. Okay. I want to be out of bitey, chompy range, but like, but I need to be close enough that it's not going to take a year for Sir Carl to get over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just throw him. Um. I mean, I can ask him. I mean, that does remind me, I forgot to attack with the lizard. Nah, don't worry about that. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I will say that he was like turning his head, like trying to bite at Sam as Sam was riding him like a horse and just couldn't reach. Tried to whip a tail at him, but just came up shy. 
Um, I'll, I'll do better next time. Uh, but sure, you summon Sir Carl. Tunk, tunk. Hail! What foul beasts need felling? I just I point at the lizard. Uh huh. <laughs> Very well. Yeah, off he goes. <laughs> I love Sir Carl. He's the <sighs> best. <laughs> and he's gonna make a couple of quick attacks against him. Sure, why not? Let's go, Sir Carl. I will also try to remember that he's right after me in initiative. <laughs> yes, please, please help me to remember. One of those is going to hit. He swings his flail and hit this lizard right in the back of a leg. That leg twitches, buckles a little bit. <sighs> Snaps at Sir Carl a couple of times. Carl just like jumps back out of the way. Ho, ho. Aha. Anything else, Arnis? That is my action, my move, and my bonus action. So no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, it's Sam's turn. He's going to try to finish off this lizard if he can. He's going to go bite for bite. He's going to reach down and try to chomp right into this guy's shoulder and dig a claw into its side. Go, Sam. <laughs> yeah, those both hit. <laughs> the lizard hisses in pain and tries to flop down on its back and roll around to get Sam off. It's just not working. And there's like blood dripping down from that lizard's shoulder. Very close, very close, but not quite there yet. Darvin, you're still inside a lizard. What would you like to do? Attack the lizard from inside. All right. Disadvantage, but you go for it, buddy. Yeah. Let's start off with them leg swords. Uh, 21. That'll hit. Okay, uh, 13 damage. Mm-hmm. Would you like to kill this lizard? It's trying to eat me, yes. I mean, okay. it is eating me. <laughs> it has succeeded in eating me. All right. You jam your leg sword into its insides. It screams and it rises on the ground, bucking Sam off. And you just feel it go limp around you. Um, I do believe you get your temp hit points. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget about those. Right. You did just kill a creature within five feet of you. Nice. <laughs> you're within it so yes all right let's see what happens when you kill this thing um if it dies and okay you're no longer restrained you just have to use some movement to get out and you will exit prone like basically crawl out of its mouth or crawl out of a giant gaping wound that you just cut into its belly your choice i'll think about it you can do that now. You still have your movement. Oh, I still have my movement. Okay. Um, then I'm going for the mouth because I don't want to crawl through giant gaping wound. That's- okay. It costs 10 feet to crawl out. You are prone. So if you want to stand, that's half your movement. I know you've got a lot of it. I would like to stand. Okay. Your speed's what, 50 feet? Yeah. So that's 35. So you have 15 feet of movement left if you want to go anywhere. But Darwin emerges from the mouth of this giant lizard covered in blood and bile. I don't think I need to go anywhere. It's my turn. Okay. You smell terrible. Right. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Darwin and getting swallowed. After Darwin, oh, it's Richard Landon's turn. He's just been hurt in the brain, but he's got his stuff. 
He's going to cast a quick levitate spell on the king to get him up. He's going to rush over to the king's side and grab him by the shoulder. And he starts leading the king towards one door. The king whispers something to him. He stops and turns and escorts the king over to this statue and pulls on an arm of the statue to open up this secret passage down into the floor. And they get like, "Mm, no, I'm going to change that real quick. This does open up in the floor and he levitates the king over it. And he says, don't worry, your majesty. I'll keep you safe. And he's going to start slowly lowering the king down. But yeah, disappears out of sight at a very slow pace. Carolina's turn. She's going to pounce on this giant. Absolutely. With a pair of claw attacks. Oh, she'll have advantage. Of course she will. And Caroline is going to crit. And then for her second attack. Yo. (laughs) She crit on both of her attacks. Yeah, she did. Does Carolina crit when pouncing? Yes. Carolina. Apparently so. She leaps up off of this one withered statue and it like wobbles a bit. And she slams her claws down into Elbrus's back, cutting these huge gaping wounds. Um, Bad kitty. And Elbrus howls out in pain. Like blood is just, like I said, wearing lots of robes. Carolina cuts through them all and just like growing red all along his back right now. And then Vale, your turn. You've got a crab next to you and a dancing giant. And the giant was just attacked by an ally, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Caroline is on his back at the moment. Like claws I'm still press. in. I'm going to press. Okay. It's a 14. Uh, a 14 is not going to hit. I'm going to use my attack with my hidden blade. Ah, okay. Son of a bitch. Uh, it's a 19. Okay, that'll hit. Yeah. Okay, but a 19 will hit, so that's good. Mm-hmm. 29. Okay. You stab Elbrus very well. Like, a good stab. Yep. You should have been rolling those with advantage. I should have been rolling with it's, advantage. You're right. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Well, okay, well. Sorry, that's sorry. Really bad. Oh, that's fine. We can, uh, we can go back to the, uh, the Shadow Blade. Go ahead. Uh, roll a second die on that. Thing? Yeah, okay, I roll the second. Yeah. We already know the first one was well, the second that was a crit fail, so <laughs> okay. it doesn't matter. You, um, you could roll a second die on the uh, the hidden blade just in case you crit. Sure. No, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Definitely should have had advantage on there. Sorry. I need to be paying attention. It's my spell. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Otto's irresistible dance. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Aren't you glad I can only do that once a day? Very. <laughs> once a day. Um, cool. Cool, cool. After Vale, we go back up to the top. Iolana, you're still invisible. Mm-hmm. And Richard Landon is slowly lowering the king through this opening in the floor. Okay. So, we'll the right stat here. Yeah, we'll do that one. I'm going to wind stream. Mm. What is that? Uh, it's, an, it's from the uh, Mastery of Air Discipline. 
As an action, you create a line of focused air that is 30 feet long and 5 feet wide. Each creature in that area must make a strength save, taking a d8 bludgeoning damage per psi point spent and being knocked prone on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful save. How far down is the king at this point? Could I hit the king and Robert? Richard. Um, Richard, sorry. It's a line, right? Yep. I think what you would have to do in order to hit both of them is basically walk right up behind Richard and like shoot this at like an angle at his back as he's focused on the king in the hole. And like, so that way the line hits that tunnel and shoots downward at the king. Cool. Let's do that. Because, yeah, like the king's only like five, ten feet down right now. He's being careful. Cool. Let's do that. All right. So what are they? Is this an attack roll or a save? It's a strength save. Strength save. Strength save. Strength save. All right. I'm going full seven. The king is still stunned from your previous attack, so he automatically fails. Mm -hmm. But he is being levitated by Richard right now. So let's roll for Richard. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's an eight on the die. Richard's also not going to succeed. So, cool. Is he concentrating on that levitate spell? Um, does levitate require concentration? We'll find out. Um, it does require concentration. Yeah. Although there's a chance you're going to push both of them down into this hole real quick. <laughs> not how I thought this was going at all. Thank you very much, Ilana. <laughs> what we do (laughs) roll that damage so the damage is 31 Uh uh-huh and then he will fall prone are you pushing him into this hole no he's like half bent over they just fall prone where they are i I would just say like he's like half bent over this hole right now no i don't want to push him into the hole i don't want him to go down there (laughs) okay i didn't know i'm I'd be willing to let that one slide because he's like half over it right now. And at most he would have like a quick reaction to save himself from falling. But I'll leave that up to you. This is your spell. Um, does he maintain his concentration? You say 31? Mm-hmm. Ow. Half of that would be 15. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Can he keep the king from dropping? No. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Richard hits the ground with a slam, just knocking the wind out of him, rattling his brain, and he loses grip on this spell. And he's just like, "Wait, no, no, no!" And you see him reaching down the hole, like just his torso leaning down in, arm outstretched. And you hear the king, uh, like a slow disappearing scream echoes down into this tunnel. (laughs) And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash and pick out a level that's right for you. 
Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.